Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. No, 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 no one. No one gives you fatties like Skippy and Fish. Show me the money. Let's get it rolling. BetQL. Picking fatties. All right, welcome back. BetQL picking fatties. It is Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, February 13th, 2023. It's Bish from Ashburn, Virginia. Skippy Dippy Dippy Doo is in Colorado Springs. Thanks for listening. DB doing a great job. Hunkering down up there in Freehold, NJ, and he's going to be posting this hopefully very soon. Um, let's get into it. Let me just say this. So before we actually talk sports, I called Skippy Dippy earlier today, Oof. a couple a couple right. hours ago, and I didn't even get the word hello out before he started ranting and raving about the halftime show at the Super Bowl last night, which fuck? I didn't which I didn't give a fuck about. <clears throat> In fact, I didn't even watch it because what did I do? How did I watch the game last night? Slash this morning. Exactly. You DVR'd it. Right. I watched the first quarter last night. I went nighty night because my body, I listened to my body, right? My body said it's time to go night night. So I went to bed at about, call it eight something, 8.15. DVR'd the game, got up this morning at 3.30, fast forwarded through all the dumb commercials and the halftime show and watched it's the rest worthless. of the game. It's funny because <clears throat> the commercials are worse every year. $7 million for 30 second spot. That's how much people paid. And there's so yeah, but stupid. seven million to a company like Pepsi is nothing. So that's like I get it, I get bucks. it. But they were dumb commercials years ago. They were better. Now they're stupid. They're dumb. Uh, I would there agree. wasn't any that I remember. I kind of like I kind of like the Dunkin' Donuts with Ben Affleck and Jay though. Kind of like I like Dunkin' Donuts. I or I, I like Ben Affleck. I don't give a fuck about J Lo. And I'm gonna <laughs> say this: that halftime show was a travesty. And I wish we were a call-in show so some ass jack could call in and I could tell them, I want you to go fuck yourself because you're an idiot if you say anything. First of all, what were they wearing? What, was spacesuits? What the fuck were they wearing? Number two, she's rubbing her kitten half the show. She's rubbing it here, rubbing it there. There's there's kids watching and she's rubbing her coochie half the time. What is going on in this world? After that, I come home and I see an ad for a new show. So I'm just telling you, this world... It's crazy and it's more fucked. And I think maybe I'm in a 75 year old 
mentality body at this stage in my life because I can't understand it. There's a new show. It's called MILF Manor. Right. MILF Manor. It's on the Learning Channel. First of all, why is it on the Learning Channel? MILF Manor. Now, think about what that means. MILF Manor. Someone's listening. Is Skippy being serious? MILF Manor? Because MILF. I've, I've seen the trailers. Yep. MILF means what it means. Now, Moms, I would like to hammer time. Right. right. So let's let's role play. So I am MILF's kid. And I see Aunt yeah, Jane. Yeah, you're Skippy right? Dippy. You're 20 years Aunt old. And Aunt Jane says, Aunt Jane, hey, Skippy, how's Susie, my sister, doing? Well, Aunt Jane, MILF Susie's doing wonderful. She's bent over a table getting ass hammered by julian who's 24 years old because that's the new show we're doing okay and then how about julian's parents hey you're out to dinner with your friends and there's your son hey julian how's college great how's julian doing you ask the parents julian's doing great he's sniffing 52 year old kitten every other week and i mean that's the world we're living in now that's this is it's sick you know what's funny people are gonna watch it of course yeah you know what i told my wife that's one show. I don't care what shows they watch because you have to draw the line in life at some point. Like that is a dumb show and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a joke and, and it shouldn't, it's just incredible. I'm so upset that a I lot of things are bothering you today. No, I'm so upset that I've not created a show because if those shows can be on TV, how is Skippy not a millionaire on some fucking show somewhere on, on, on something? Cause I'm more entertaining than that kitty hammering at 50 well, years old tlc was yeah. gonna tlc wanted to be our main sponsor but once they hear this they're probably gonna be out. well tlc can suck balls too because the fact <laughs> they're putting kitty hammering on tv that's just a joke anyway you know what's funny skippy's probably gonna watch the show whenever it starts did it already start there's no chance though there's the zero percent chance probably gonna love it because back in the day he was all into the milfs he was <laughs> you're so in dumb. fact in fact, there was a story about, I don't even know. Should we talk about the cop's wife? Nah, we can't do it. She <laughs> might be listening. And by the way, she was a milfy. She's probably and a she hanging out in the pool at, at, at Papa Jack's house. Well, oh, she pro- I probably, the uh, he's probably listening, the sheriff. So who knows? I think she's dead. So is the milf. So anyway, so you were in a I bad mood. No, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just shocked at the world we live in today. I just, I get confused by it more and more. Why are you confused? It's changing every single day. It's because I, so I've realized I should be in a different world. I mean, world. think about and it. I there's balloons. It. There's big ass balloons flying over Montana and Canada. And then we finally shoot it down in off South Carolina. China sending over these big ass balloons the size of three Metro buses and they're taking pictures of all our military sites and we're shooting. Them what down. do you That's mean? The There's world. been three that now, now it's every day. There were three more over the weekend that were shot down something. They don't know what they were yet. They don't know yet. Well, they know. I mean, how can they not? Yeah. That's what I mean. They I'm know. Yeah, yeah. They know you don't shoot shit down and not know what it was. I mean, it's, it's, exactly. it's incredulous, but let's, let's the government film. and the military tell the American people about 2% of what they actually know. Of course they do. it's, it's all shit show. All I'm saying is, I don't know if I should have been born in maybe the 1890s or the 1920s or maybe the 1950s. I don't really know. I just know that what I'm seeing now in the world all around is nonsense. And it's a well, sham. I, I'll tell you who I really feel sorry for. I definitely feel sorry for our kids. All right. So our daughters who are in their teens slash 20s. Can you imagine when they're in their 40s and 50s like us, what the world's oh. going to be like then? And then their grandkids. I mean, our grandkids, be, their kids. 
Well, what do you mean? I got him running around. Yeah, now. you got him right, right now. Oakland, damn. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, so all right, off of that, because um, then you'll just start getting me pissed. So I did a same game parlay last night on FanDuel. I thought this was the biggest lock winner of all time. Okay, listen to this. I put $165. Now, the, the odds weren't great. It was minus 230 for this parlay, right? That's why I thought it was a lock. 165 bucks was going to pay me, I think, two – or no, no, I'm sorry, 195 or 210 or something like that, all right? Travis Kelsey, over 25 receiving yards. He basically had that in the first first possession. Right. Kansas City, plus 14.5. Winner. Eagles, plus 17.5. And, and I did that because I thought it was going to be a close game, so I was winner. obviously a winner. Over 27.5 points. And winner. Patrick Mahomes – over 200 passing yards. How do you not? How does? How do you get that? Because the other four were such a joke. How does Vegas? How does Vegas know? Like, yeah, how, do they how about fuck? the guy that put real money on that? That put maybe five grand on that, thinking there's just no way that's right. not going to happen. Five grand to win 2,500 or you know 2,000 bucks. Whatever. Right? Yeah, it's right. insane. And Mahomes goes for a 182. If Tony doesn't have that long punt return with 10 minutes left in the game, correct. Correct. I get. I get it. Or, dumb job back or if Mahomes doesn't have that scramble, right? You don't know doesn't how that game could have gone to OT. Right. Or even more importantly, if one of the worst calls in Super Bowl history. I love the debates I'm hearing where people are like, "Yeah, but he admitted that he." What does that matter? He admitted that's the worst call in Super Bowl, actually in NFL history, possibly outside of the Rams. When they went to the Super Bowl and the Saints went with the headbutting incident that wasn't called, it knocked the Saints out. But right. that was clearly John Payton was going nuts on the sideline. Yeah, and and you can say, yeah, but he did. Okay, I've never watched a game where there were less flags. There were just no flags in the game. So when you make a decision, you know that when, that 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 stat or that crew, that referee crew, that umpiring crew, well, officiating crew. I'm just getting botching the terms, but they led the NFL in. Flags thrown. Correct. In the regular so, season. So you decide in the Super Bowl because on the same receiver, Juju, mm-hmm. early in the game, he cuts across the middle of the field where not only is he held, but his body is clearly flung around almost like where he did a, a screw job into the ground. I mean, he was clearly not just held, but where was moved. the flag? Where was the flag? No flag. And it was in the middle of the field, and it was earlier in the game, obviously. It was in the very middle of the field. You could, anyone watching could see it because he threw the ball that way, and you don't call that. Now, I saw the play at the end of the game. Sure, there was a little tug. Okay, there's a tug on almost every single play. And if you think there were no holding penalties and no holding – there were. do you know that's the only holding – call in the Super Bowl it's unheard of so to me if you're going to swallow your whistle the whole game you do not make that call I mean it's one thing if you tackle the guy and it's blatant tackling his body didn't even turn on that tug didn't even turn and if you're going to swallow the whistle all game you cannot because that officially ended the game and that's crazy that's crazy well I don't get why and that was the criticism for most of the year uh, in the NFL was the officiating, how inconsistent it was. And I don't understand, like you said, you, you, perfect example on Juju earlier in the game. How do you 
swallow your whistle there, but you decide to throw the flag with a minute and a half left in the game that's going to decide the game because it's third and eight. Now it's an automatic first down. They've got zero timeouts left. Game over. So I don't understand what's going through these officials' minds. I really don't. So basically, in all for all intents and purposes, the Kansas City Chiefs won back-to-back games, the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. On, a penal- on penalties that ended the Super Bowl. Now, I'll grant it, the first one in the AFC Championship. You, you got to call that one. You, Now, I wouldn't have called it. I ain't right. going to end a game like that. Because right. okay. while he hit him, if you rewatched that play, although he did push him, it's not like he did. I mean, there was a lot of acting by Mahomes on that. All right. I, I disagree, but okay. All right. I'm, I'm not calling it. You're going to have to. I mean, he's actually, going full speed and getting I don't pushed care. You're gonna have to. You're going to have to actually almost physically maybe even put him out to where he's got to go to the hospital if to, for me to give you a Super Bowl. All right, period. well, the, all, right, that, all right, that's fine. You, We'll disagree on that. But you got to be a just a bonehead to push Mahomes. Yes, yes, as, I get that. As he's that running one, yes. out of bounds. That one, yes. So you got to blame that pl- the player for that one. Yes, and, he, and the player, he had played a great game, and I get that one. But last night, no, I, I can't agree with that. If, if the game had gone where they had not, they were calling penalties the whole game, because there were plenty, then I would say, okay, they did what they did. But I, 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 I'm confused that now the game itself, I'll be honest with you. It's one of the most bizarre games I've ever watched where there was that many points with that least yard. So I started thinking about it. And the reason is that it hit me. They just, there was just no punts. Like Four punts they, for the game, that's yeah. what I mean. they get the ball on their 35 yard line. Well, they eat up clock, but they'd go 65 yards. Every, you know what I mean? And so that you just add that up on the possessions and that's where you get the yard because for Mahomes, the only, now the, the biggest shock to me was that the Eagles could not stop the chiefs run and the Eagles outside of Hertz did nothing on the ground. And I mean, nothing. And I don't know that the Eagles will get over this. And I think, I think Sirianni got just massively out coached as usual. And here's why. Um, Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Have you ever in your life, when you've been watching football, and we've been watching it for forever, have you ever seen three touchdowns where guys were more wide open, just getting just getting manhandled by the coaching staff? Have you ever seen I, that? No, I agree. We I talked about that all this morning. Um, I couldn't believe how wide open Tony was. No, there was, was no one in the picture and, on all three. There was no sky one. Or I, I, there was no – yeah. I mean, the DBs completely bit on the inside moves and did not – come back to cover the outside moves when 
That's all they were doing. I mean, I didn't understand it. I really didn't. That was the number one pass defense in the league this year. Well, it's called coaching, and it's called Sirianni. Well, I think I'm going to say this. <clears throat> we saw it with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, when you we saw we kind of saw it with the Seattle Seahawks too. When you know the devastating when you have a devastating loss like that, mm-hmm. I think it's very, very, very. Now I'm not saying Philly won't be good again next year, but they. Philly's going to look back on this one and say we gave this one away. We 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 had we had this game. Now what they weren't able to do, which was the greatest defensive line maybe in NFL history or up top up up there with it, you know, with with any any NFL defensive line ever. They could not it's zero sacks. Couldn't get to them. Couldn't get to them. That's also coaching. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, Reddick was invisible. Reddick led them in sacks. They had 70 yeah. sacks. I didn't hear his name. I, I, he was invisible the whole game. Yeah. So, you know what? I, okay, Sirianni got out coached, but a lot of credit certainly to Mahomes for making some plays. And, and the 26-yard the scramble on a bum ankle. Couldn't believe that. But Andy Reid is an offensive genius. He is. He, he will spot the holes in your defense immediately. Yes, and they were just prepared, and he made adjustments in the at halftime. In the second half, they were a totally different team. Totally different team, and I'm going to say this now: we've had it. You know, <clears throat> I don't. You're obviously probably not going to have the same run, but the Kansas City Chiefs are officially the you know the modern day version of the New England Patriots. They just are. They're that. They're Correct. the nine. They're the they're the early '90s Cowboys. They're and it's official. They're the early '90s Cowboys. They are the they are the 2000 early, the Patriots. Now, the difference with the Patriots, they went on that 20-year run. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, well, how many – you know, again, Kelsey's going to get older. Reed 64, so who knows how much longer. He'll probably coach another five to seven years, you would think. think. But maybe. But, I mean, how do you quit when you have a guy like – it's hard to walk away short of health issues or something when you have Mahomes at the – because Mahomes – Well, is that only, big fatty, I guarantee he's going to have some health issues. Well, I know, but he's on. <laughs> he's only getting better, though, Mahomes. I it's know, crazy. And, and and I agree. I think he'll probably go on some sort of a run. I'm not sure if he's going to win seven. So what did Brady go seven and three? He was in yeah. ten, right? Yep. So I'm not sure he's going to go to ten. That's asking a lot. But I could see him going to five or six, and he'll go winning, because they're going to over, over the next over the next two to three years. Make no mistake about it, because Kelsey's probably what thirty two. He's 33. I think he's got two years left on his deal. So I could see him playing out the two years and then going bye-bye. Right. So the next two years, because he's still unstoppable. The next, Although two, this would be a perfect time for him to go out. Talk about just going out on top. Oh, he, dude, he ain't going anywhere. He's I know. I'm just saying dude. it would be perfect because he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's first ballot. So you go out after winning a ring. You were a key player in the game. and You go out on top like that. But, but I can tell. Yeah, but let me say this back. to you. I don't see anything stopping them winning the next two years. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying <clears throat> there's not a team in the AFC where you say, you know, okay. I mean, the Bengals are going to be, but the Bengals, if they don't, if they don't stir up some serious issues, they're not. They're they they're not they're not going to beat them. Buffalo's fraudulent. Well, the Bengals also might lose their two coordinators. That's what I'm saying. Bengals are going to lose, and and you know how that goes. And I'm saying I'm saying. Buffalo's fraudulent. The Jets aren't there yet. Miami's fraudulent. New England's not going anywhere. Jacksonville's whatever. That whole division sucks. 
And then you have Denver with Peyton. They're not going to do anything right away for the next year or two. I mean, they'd be better because they win five games. But when you look around, you say, well, what's preventing KC from getting back again next year? Yeah, well, they got the best player in the league, so I can see that happening easily. And and I won't be shocked if Philly – I I just think it's really – and it'll be interesting to see how they hold it together or not. I think it's really hard when you, you're in the Super Bowl, you have the game in hand, point lead. and right. you're kind of dominating them, and you're like – and then when you lose it in such a fashion and you couldn't stop them and your defense has been your anchor all year, the best in the league. They might – um, I, I can't imagine the sleep or lack of that that coaching staff got last night and probably for the next few nights. Do you think, like I do, they were severely, we'll say from Did you the, see Sirianni crying during the national anthem? Yeah, well, he's got emotional issues, obviously, which that's fine. Um, so he was definitely crying in the hotel after the game. Do you think um, Do you think he was severely outcoached from the middle of the second quarter on like I do? Yeah, but it's not just him. It's the whole defensive staff. I mean, yeah, yeah. The whole what's, defensive what's, their, staff. what's Gannon? Jonathan Gannon? Is that the defensive coordinator's name? Yeah, he got he absolutely man whored. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and also the players, yes, the coaches have to, you know, they put in the plays and they call the formations, but the players have to make plays and the, you know, missed tackles and they couldn't catch Pacheco and, uh, obviously the defensive hold, which I know you don't want to call, but you can't make that play. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching in the second half. I really couldn't. And that parlay that I lost, <laughs> I can't believe I lost that with Mahomes. I, I got just so bung jobbed with Tony's 45 or 50 yard punt. Return. That's why I'm saying it was, that's why it was such a very, killed on that. it was such a weird game to me. Cause it's like, you're seeing Kansas City and they're in trouble, and then you're seeing them in the second. But even in the second half, it's not like Mahomes had, even though they scored all those points in the second half, right? Because they scored 24 points in the second half. He only yep. had a little, he only had 90 yards passing in the second half. That's crazy to me. I know. Well, they they were running the ball pretty well. I mean, they averaged six yards a carry, so that was setting up all the pass. Yep. And they had some short fields, and then Tony's punt return set up that game winner. So I, well, actually, no, that didn't set up the game winner. The one that made it thirty-five twenty-seven. So I don't know. I guess maybe that was the game winner. But uh, anyway, I, it, it was just um, it was a crazy game, and yeah, I would agree with you. I Vegas, only gave Vegas out. Will I probably mean. Vegas will probably set Kansas City as the favorite. You hit the over, nice play there. I lost my eagle play. But I did give everyone my player prop of the game, Travis Kelsey, over 78 and a half rushing yards. I mean, receiving yards. Yeah, that was a good, that was a great play. Um, I barely got there. He only had 81. You did, and I, and I was surprised. So I was surprised because his reception number was seven and a half. And you thought early on, and that's what I mean. It was such a weird game. Like, if I, if I when you read that score, you're like, well, Mahomes had to throw for 370. Kelsey had to catch 12 and two touchdowns, you know, 145 yards, right? And it, and you look up, and Kelsey only had six for 81. Like you said, on the first drive, he had three for probably 40, right? He had three for 66 on the first drive. Well. Maybe no, maybe not the first drive, but he had three catches for sixty-six yards. Maybe that was after the second drive. Okay, but even early in the early, still in the first quarter. Oh, if yeah, I told yeah. you, if I told you, look, um, 
Kansas City's got seven points now at the end of the first quarter. They're going to end up with 38. Kelsey's got three catches for 66 yards. Right. Mahomes got 66 yards passing. He's only going to end with – he's going to get 120 more yards the rest of the game, but they're going to score 31 points. You'd be like – so very bizarre game to me, like I said. Um, very Agreed. entertaining. Great game to watch. Um, yep. And I guess that's 100%. that. Football's and, over. And so – Flipping over to college hoops, another month. I did a money line parlay um, that was going to pay me a decent amount. Who do boned you? I had Iowa. I had Northern Kentucky. Now they had to go to overtime, I think, but never a huge favorite, but they won. Siena over Marist. I had UNC Greensboro over Wofford. And then Purdue. And per, by the way, Purdue was winning the entire game. Oh, the whole game. And I, I had so many cash out <clears throat> options, but I said, you know what? They're up four, six, seven. I think they're going to win this game. And they turned the ball over a million times in the last 10 minutes. And they lose to Northwestern at Northwestern. So I got bung jobbed out of that parlay, hit four out of five there. And I got bung jobbed out of my Super Bowl parlay, hit four out of five there. Just like I thought that the Philadelphia Eagles should have used the blueprint in the Super Bowl two years ago, the Tampa Bay blueprint, because that was the blueprint to hammer Mahomes and the Chiefs because all they did is pressure them. Mm -hmm. And I really believed that's what they were going to do. And obviously they didn't do it because it didn't work. Whatever they did sucked on as far as their line. If you watched the Northwestern Purdue game, that's the blueprint to beat Purdue. They collapsed the entire from the on, middle of the second on half on, on yep. eating, and they forced the ball out of his hands. And they're made not that they can't beat you sometimes, but overall, they're a young team. Their guards are young. They're not a great shooting team. And they are going to go out early in the tournament if they play a team that does exactly what Northwestern did yesterday, which was. If they have some big guys collapse on him immediately when he gets the ball, get the ball out of his hand and force the other guys to hit shots, they're toast. Yep. They're not very well, good outside of him. I'm not like they're, they're just not very good. Well, they're like you said, they're young. They've got two freshman guards. Um, they've got a couple guys off the bench that play 20 minutes or so, but if they're going to turn the ball over 16 times, that's that's just a big number, man. I mean, <laughs> Yes. That's not agree. something they usually don't get outscored by 13 points in the second halves of games. And, um, but props to Northwestern. That's an older team. And Chris Collins obviously had a blueprint. Like you said, he had a game plan to, to stop them. But we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, Alabama is now the new number one. And they had a good win over Auburn on the road. And I just don't know. I'm going to call it right now. I like Baylor as a Final Four team, the way they're starting to play. I really like them. But and I gave that on the pod on Saturday morning. But there's there's not five or six teams where I say, you know what, they're going to do really well in the tournament. Now, I think Baylor is a really good team and starting to play much better basketball than they did a month ago. Um, I mean, I guess Alabama could get there, but they're young. But if they're going to play like that, like they did against Auburn, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. Arizona went to Stanford and lost. That's a lost, not yeah. not a good Stanford team, and you allowed ninety nope. points to Stanford. So Arizona's got some defensive <clears throat> question marks. Um, you know, Texas, I guess you got to look at them. Tennessee loses again, three three straight. 
Uh, so I don't Florida, know, man. Florida, Vanderbilt, or at least three out of four. Florida, Vanderbilt, a very average Florida Missouri. team they lose to them. Yep. A very a, a below average Vanderbilt team they lose to them, and then they lose to Missouri. Like you now, said, Missouri is going to probably go to the tournament, but well, maybe maybe not. But that, no, they definitely Missouri is going to go to the tournament. Now yep. they they but it was a home game, so you got to beat them at home. You got to beat them at home, and then like you said, Arizona, they're grasping at a number one seed. They can't even beat Stanford. Yeah, I know. So all these teams have questions. Big questions. No, every team has questions. It's going to be the most shenanigans of all time in, I don't know, the NCAA tournament because we've had lots, but in the conference tournaments, shenanigans galore. I agree, 100%. And we were talking about it, the officiating in the Super Bowl. Um, and I was I was down in Blacksburg this weekend with my daughters, but – I, we were watching the Duke-Virginia game in a bar, and, you know, you, you obviously watched it. I watched the end of that game. Well, you can't How, make, how the officials can fuck that up, I don't get that either. Well, that was that was even worse than the Super Bowl call because that wasn't where, like, UK, and like I said, in the Super Bowl, they're just swallowing whistles, and then you make the – whether it's a and, – and the argument in the Super Bowl is different than what, what we saw in Duke because the argument in the Super Bowl, okay, it was clearly – a penalty. He admitted it was a penalty. You could see him, but you hadn't been calling it. That's different, right? right? So, and you just, you gave the Super Bowl to them. Okay. Shenanigans, awful. In the Duke game, they called all kinds of fouls because they were just, there was fouls, fouls, fouls. And then, and then when you clearly watch him actually almost chop his arm off and then they say time ran out, that is, it's almost, and you wonder why people think when gambling's involved in the world, like the shadiness of it, it's almost like these, you know, we're, we're in, in some of these situations, you're like, did they actually was, did their, did their son or someone they know actually have 50 K on that game or something? I mean, cause then it, not only did it, they Duke lost the game, Virginia covered the spread because I know, I mean, in overtime and that, that hooked you. Cause you gave UVA out which was nice for you, but well, I'm just saying like, it was a, blatant, I don't know how they fucked that up. I really don't. You, how can you miss that? It's incredulous. And I will say this about the review process in college basketball. It is without a doubt the worst in all sports in the history. College basketball is it's gotten worse over the years. It's the worst in anything. Some they'll take six minutes. Some, you know, basketball is very flow based, right? Especially mm-hmm. you get into the tournament, you get these teams that are running. It's there. They're in a great flow. And then you stop it for five minutes to see something that you and I can see in 30 seconds. It's right. crazy. Well, but not just that, but to watch it for five minutes and then still make the wrong call. Right. Still made the wrong call. Oh, time expired. What? What are you talking about? Richie's. Oh, that was just a bad, bad beat for Duke. Richard's. Um, now, we were talking <laughs> you about Duke, you couldn't believe it. if you had Duke, you're like you can't you believe like your on the money like on the money line somehow and you had a parlay and you're like, I am in so deep, I am in deep shit, but I, God the gods have smiled at me and Duke's gonna win this game. And then you're you're saying to the refs when Richie's you can't do this to me. Richie, Rich, Richards. I know, I couldn't believe what I was watching, but oh, uh, we were talking about teams that are really playing well and maybe sneaky final four teams. Baylor, I don't know how sneaky they are because they're you know, I think you're dead bang on that one, my friend. They're, they're 10 or 12 in the country, but I just think that they're putting it together. They're getting healthy. They've got an experienced guards. They can shoot it at well coached. But Creighton's the other team that is really interesting to me. And, and this is the reason because kind of for the same reasons, but they went through a stretch earlier in the year where they couldn't beat their meat. They right. lost six straight games to teams like Arizona, Texas, BYU, 
they lost to Nebraska. Yes. Uh, lost to them. They lost to Arizona State. But then they get into the last month. But and that a half. was all, like you said, that was all in a very short. It's almost like they all got kidnapped by aliens because it was all in a row, kind of. It like was all during the span. holidays. Yeah. yeah, short span. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had some injuries, but now they're healthy. And they've won six or seven in a row. They beat UConn. They won. Uh, they won at but or uh, they. I don't think they won at uh, Xavier, but maybe they beat Xavier at home. But they beat Xavier. They beat Providence. So they they beat some really good teams. And they really, really, had a horrible loss the other day, by the way, at Butler. Oh, the Butler. I know they can't lose horrible. that, but they did. But the thing, the reason I like uh, the reason I like Creighton is they're experienced. Oh, they're older. Yeah. They can shoot, and <clears throat> they're well coached. Now they obviously have to stay healthy, but man, and I, I just think Creighton is really playing well. So Baylor and Creighton are the two teams that I kind of look at right now. What two teams or three teams are you looking at going into conference tournaments? I mean, I'm going to really throw like? I'm going to throw some zingers out there just because obviously you can say the typical teams. I think a team because I don't think there are any dominant teams like literally this year of all the years and we, and it's gotten less and less each year, mm-hmm. but this year of any year teams can lose at any time. Anyway. So I would say I'm going to throw out a team that's putting it together now, like Michigan state is starting to play better. I'm not saying they'll win the thing. I'm saying don't be shocked because I also like to look at teams that I think have good coaches and Izzo can flat coach tournament time. Correct. Um, I would say another team. And of course, Michigan state, you're like, what? But, I'm just saying they're starting would, to put it together. This is what they do, man. Every year they play like shit in November, December. Then they put it together in February, March. I would say a, another team that could scare some teams and potentially do some damage that I know no one would think they'd go very far. You know, Miami could, because they are experienced, you yep. know, um, they could go. And, and I'm really, I'm really looking at more teams where I think second weekend material. Let's let's talk about that, right? right? So I think those these are second weekend, you know. And there's a bunch of other teams, obviously, but those would be two teams I would look at and say because Laranaga can coach, and he's got, he's got good guards. He's that got are good guards, and you know, in yep. the tournament, if you have good guards and you're an ex, and like you said with Baylor, these experienced guards and your experienced team, you know. Miami think, plays at Carolina tonight, uh, seven o'clock. That'll be interesting to watch. Carolina just hammered Clemson, and that was kind of so Clemson starting to do, to really deteriorate, uh, like quickly, like yeah. like almost. They're, they might even be a bubble team, and they're near correct. the top of the conference. But the ACC isn't very good. I get it. But. Isn't that crazy? Like a few, like just two weeks ago, we're like, God, that I remember you talking about them a couple times, thinking, saying they're going to hammer it. Yeah. And that quickly, it's it's sad. It's I was hoping they'd be. It's kind of what they do, though. Like yeah, they haven't been this good in a while, but they they deteriorate down the end of these seasons almost any time they're halfway decent to the point where they knock themselves out of the tournament. I mean, they don't go mm-hmm. to the tournament very often. No, and they're having problems right now, kind of scoring, but they're also having problems stopping people. Yeah, well, and- they're having both. Yeah, they're having double whammies because. They're not a great shooting team. Right. A team a team that I think is interesting and it'll be fun. They're fun to watch because they just get after it up and down and they have the guard who's the pro um, is NC State. Oh, yeah. I mean, they like to get after it up and down and I like watching they, them. They are they are fun <clears throat> to watch. And um, 
I think Oral Roberts will be Oral Roberts will be fun to watch in the tournament too because they just they don't play great defense and they should take a ton of threes, which leads to fast break opportunities. And what it leads to is fun winning chips because you play the over. You just need to win chips. That's what it all comes down to, people. You just need to win <laughs> cash. Well, we got to get out of here, dude. We're 35 minutes in. Well, hold on a second. So there's a couple games tonight I wanted to talk about. All right, Miami oh. is – Miami. Okay. we were just talking about Miami, right? And Car- this might be a recency number, but Carolina is laying five and a half to Miami. All right? Miami is pretty hot. They've got really good guard play. They can get into the lane. They're fast. They're athletic. Now, Carolina, I get it. Carolina's got some talent, and they've got guards, but they, they've they been all over the place. But they're coming off a 20-point win against Clemson, so I think that might be affecting the line a little bit. Miami catching five and a half at Carolina. Kind of like it. All right, I'm just going to say I kind of like it. We were just talking about Baylor. Baylor is playing at home tonight. And um, let me look at the number here. Uh, Baylor is all right. They're laying seven and a half to West Virginia. Now West Virginia at home is a totally different team than they are on the road, because if you look at their road record, West Virginia is currently uh, on the road this year, two and six. All right, so I, suck. I, I certainly like Miami plus the points. So I would probably do a parlay with Miami plus the points if you wanted to get them in an alt spread, getting eight, nine, and then I'll throw Baylor in there on the money line and you parlay them together and I'll tell you exactly what that'll pay you. Now right. Baylor's on the road tonight. Is that where they're no, Baylor's at home. And they're laying how much? They're laying seven and a half. Now I think they could cover that, but let me <clears> see what West Virginia Miami. stinks. Correct, especially on the road. So Miami plus five and a half and Baylor money line, 50 bucks will pay you. 75 bucks. Why wouldn't you do Baylor? Why wouldn't you do Baylor minus seven and a half too? No, you, you could. I'm just saying for, for an easy, <clears throat> easier win, I think Baylor, right. I don't think Baylor's going to win. And, or I don't think Baylor's going to lose to West Virginia. A um, couple, couple other games tonight. Uh, let's root for Howard against UMES. Kenny Blakeney, Rod Balanis on that Howard staff. The, um, they are seven and one in conference. They lay six and a half to UMES. UMES is second in the MIAC, but they're playing at Burr, which is their gym there in DC. So that's a big game. They lay six and a half in that game. Uh, Texas is at Texas Tech. Texas has to be careful on this because Texas Tech, even though they're at the bottom of the conference, you tell me this. You tell me this. Texas Tech is two and ten in conference. They're thirteen and twelve. All right, Texas is on top of the league, nine and three in conference, twenty and five. Why is Texas only given three and a half? Because that's one playing ten, right? In the league, because Texas, you'll look up in the second half, and Texas Tech, Texas Tech's been in a bunch of games. They just they find ways to lose them all the time. I mean, unless there's an injury, I don't know about, which I don't think there is. No, it's but, because they find ways to lose games. Texas Tech does at the end of games constantly this year. It's what yeah. they do. So keep an eye on that. Texas, I, I would play Texas, but um, I don't know. Just keep an eye on that because Texas Tech um, is, is feisty at home down there in Lubbock. All right, so I got Miami and Baylor tonight, and then I'll probably play Texas and Baylor in a money line parlay. 
Uh, I'd also throw Howard in there in a money line parlay. Uh, I don't know when we're going to be back. We'll we'll be back at some point this week. <clears throat> Sometime, who knows? We'll just. But be we back just don't know life. yet. You know, football season's over, and we were doing the you know the regular four days a week for football, doing all the recaps and previews, but. Now that we got football over, maybe we'll switch. I'm waiting for my contract and then I'll make some decisions. All right. Well, whoever is listening at Odyssey, send over some contract with some decent money, actually big money, and then we can get on a schedule. But until then, we are out of here. Peace. What's up? It's Skippy. You've been listening to BetQL Picking Fatties. If you like what you hear from Bish and myself, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a rating, and you want to keep coming back every day because we have new episodes being released seven days a week, and we're giving out fatties. <laughs>